Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask does not Okay, so we're officially recording. So I guess that means it's time for me okay. to. Uh, <laughs> well, you you good? <laughs> you good? Yes. No, I no, I saw the message. I was like, oh, let me hit the button. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> All righty. So, um, oh yeah, that yeah, that's for the next episode. But um, anyways, yeah. Uh, hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and talk about sexuality. It's your host, your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Sebastian Adams. I don't know why this mofo keeps coming up second. Who knows? Uh, you can also recognize me as Slater Jackson. So, yes, today's episode, we will be talking about online versus traditional dating again, because it's a favorite topic of mine. But I have Terrell um we'll be talking about that today and if you don't mind do you mind introducing yourself telling everybody uh you know about yourself what you do all that other good shit absolutely thank you so much for having me so uh as it was mentioned my name is tyrell collins i am a uh, doctoral student at georgia state university Mm -hmm. Uh, i teach actually in english uh composition and so um yeah i'm really excited to be here i'm from atlanta georgia and um, I've just been great. I've just been doing great being on a journey to explore different intersections of my identity and sexuality. So I'm just very enthused to to be a part of to be a part of this platform. Oh, and y'all, the greatest thing is that Tyrell. It's, this is this is the thing. When I say join the conversation, I mean that shit. Like <laughs> he came from a listener. Now he's on the podcast. Like the conversations is welcome for all. So subscribe today enjoy the fucking conversation people <laughs> right subscribe that's what you need to do right so um we um in our intake meeting we did talk about some of the groups that you're involved in on facebook uh, do you mind telling us a little bit about that oh absolutely um so um just as an educator of course i am uh definitely a part of different uh black male educator um groups and websites so um, Black Educators United um, Alliance as well. So um, you can look up any of that, you know, on Facebook for especially any of my um, men who are out there who are a black and brown skin. Um, definitely those groups are there to support you. Um, we have we have a lot of nice conversations uh, surrounding the nature of education, no matter if you're in secondary ed, uh, collegiate um, experiences like I am or something that is a postdoc or anything like that. We are always here to support you. Um, as I mentioned, uh, obviously getting into different intersections of my identity, I'm also a part of um, uh, Black poly groups because I do identify as a, a polyamorous person. And so um, getting into different aspects of the poly community, the Black queer community, 
um, there's all sorts of groups um, that are out there to uh, just support. So I definitely just want to put that message out there that, you know, you don't need to feel alone uh, as you are going through your experiences, your, you know, every evolving or changing emotions. There are groups and people that are out there that are going through not necessarily the same, but similar aspects. And so um, there's, there's great community uh, to be had online. Oh, amen. Amen. Love to hear it. Um, and one thing I will, um, this is kind of going on your sexual expression here. The thing that um, I found interesting and was educated about is the concept of being so uh, solo poly. Is yeah. That, like, I was like, what the hell? I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> so I'm uh, like, I always knew that, you know, um, being polyamorous, there are very different ways to express yourself. But I never thought of it as be, uh, something as being just solo, a singular person. So that was uh, enlightening for myself. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> so now to uh, transition over into the conversation of things, uh, online versus traditional dating. The first thing I like to ask all my guests is, what is which of the two, which one do you um, particularly uh, prefer? You know, that's a very interesting question. You know, I don't necessarily know if I have a preference of one over the other. I think that both of them have their positives and their negatives and so much of both kind of overlap in a way. Mm -hmm. um, I think when we think about online dating, uh, a lot of people have like this, you know, kind of like resistance, you know, to it as especially like when we're talking to like a lot of older adults about our online dating experiences. And, you know, it's, it's one of those attitudes that a lot of people have that, oh, well, you know, you could be meeting somebody crazy, you know, online, which I don't necessarily like using the word crazy, but, you know, that's typically the vocabulary that's used. And I'm like, well, you could meet somebody like that in, per in person. You know? True. So I think that the affordances along with the negatives of both um, have very big implications. I think that... Um, I think that just for my personal preference, because I do tend to be a little bit shyer in person, um, I think I I prefer to meet, to kind of converse with somebody maybe offline first before I actually meet a person. Because I think when you're in a, when you're in a space of meeting someone, of course it is, you do have very good advantages. You know, you can tell, you know, somebody's personality or, things about them just based on their body language or, you know, something that is going on in a physical setting. But I think that for a lot of people that may have a little bit more reservedness to them, um, may feel that meeting someone online just pr provides a little bit more caution that you may not necessarily be able to have in a traditional, you know, kind of face-to-face -face meeting. But I definitely don't discount face-to-face uh, -face meetings. I think that, hey, just give it to, just give it to you up front. It is what it is. You either, you know, vibe with the person or, you know, you, or you, or you don't. So I think that meeting people face-to-face -face gives you like that instantaneous, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, this is either for me or it's not for me. <laughs> I feel you on that. Like I know for myself, I'm I'm very shy. That's why I tend towards, you know, online dating. So I can feel the person out before I actually want to engage. But I will say the immediate response when it comes to knowing a person's energies, Ooh. whenever you do meet them face to face is a little bit different whenever it's like just somebody that you've gotten familiar with online versus someone that you met at a grocery store, at the gym or whatever the case may be. Because then 
because you get those vibes uh, when it comes to strangers that you meet. It's like, okay, you know what? Something's telling me that you and I will not work out. Yeah. There's that energy. I don't know where it's coming from. We can't do this. Or you get that something about you is um, making me a little bit aroused that I want to explore. And I think also, you know, I think I, I cannot and do, I, I don't want to be quoted verbatim on this. Um, I believe it was the creator of one of the main uh, dating apps. I can't remember if it was Tinder or something else like that. Uh, she did an interview and I cannot remember her name for the sake of me. But I remember I read an interview from her and she was saying that the main aspect of, you know, why online dating gets, you know, like such a bad rap is because a lot of times people don't make it past the talking stages. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you match up, you message, but it doesn't really go anywhere. And I remember what she was saying about how people like criticize like an app like Tinder and other apps. And I liked her perspective from being a developer. And she was saying the app is created, what apps are created to make the connection. They don't make the relationship. Mm. That's up to the people. And I think that that's where we entered into this whole like dating app, you know, sort of, you know, phase in life. I think that people were getting more obviously involved with their careers, uh, family life. Um, and then I think as we become a more progressive and expressive, you know, kind of world when it comes to what we like, what we dislike, um, I think that meeting people in person just became a little bit too much of a task. It's like, you know, I hear a lot of people say like, I don't have time to go sit at the bar and, right. you know, trying to, you know, meet people or, you know, just, you know, things like that. So I think that the whole thing about meeting in person, it seems like such an arduous task than to just, you know, look at somebody's profile. Oh, you know, like they look good. They in my age range or sometimes out of my age range if that's what you're into. Um, you know, like, and so you, I think that people feel like, oh, I can bet a bit more of compatibility mm. with online dating. But I think that the problem with that is we could be compatible on paper all day long, but if we don't get past the talking stage to actually get to the dating part, then what was this for? <laughs> True. I think a lot of people, um, I guess the weather conflate dating apps with matchmaking and thinking yes. that oh i'm on this app i'm going to swipe around the uh, the people that you all present to me which means that you all see that this might be a perfect person for me so let me swipe right on that person swipe left if we match that means we're automatically compatible but they never actually engage to really figure that out because yes. you don't get that <laughs> on dating apps and also it's it's also about you know what you put out is a mirror reflection about what you get back you know, I, I tend to think that, you know, as we speak about energy, you know, the energy that you put out into the world is going to be the energy you get back. So I'm not saying that, you know, you can't have a profile pic of, you know, hey, you know, you at a beach, you know, you got your shirt off, you're glistening, the sun glowing, you're looking good or, you know, whatever. But my thing is, if all of your pictures are of you shirtless or, you know, things like that, then you have to kind of say in your head, okay, maybe seeing this, people are just going to be looking at me for my body or, you know, something like that. So 
I just tell people not to be surprised when you are receiving certain messages. And it's not to say that posting a shirtless picture is anything wrong with that. But then when that becomes like the first thing that people see about you, then it it becomes like that's the narrative you create. It was actually a very interesting article I, I recently read where they were saying like people who post uh, like pictures with their animals, like with their dogs, like they get a whole lot more like instantaneous responses uh, for potential matches. Mm. And it was, and it was very interesting because just posting a picture with your, with your animal, it says so much about, you know, like your life, you know, are you um, a, a doggy dad or doggy mom or, you know, something along those lines. And so just the nature of how they say a picture is worth a thousand words. What narrative are you trying to put out there when you are on your, you know, on, on your dating apps. That reminds me of the concept of curating. So essentially you have to curate the online experience that you're looking to have um, nice. on these dating apps. So I like that. Um, one of the conversations that we had in our intake meeting was uh, related to uh, courtship, courtship processes. Um, I forgot most of that conversation because it's been a while. <laughs> so we're bringing it back up now. So um, what, what is courtship uh, for you and how does that relate when it uh, comes to online dating and traditional dating? I think the nature of courtship, I don't think that it changes uh, between uh, platforms. I think it's just when I think about courtship, I think about the nature of etiquette. Like, so, you know, thinking about how I would want to be treated, you know, on a date or mm -hmm. trying to get to know someone. So, you know, just for safety, you know, kind of concerns, if I'm going out on a date, I'm not going to, you know, necessarily invite someone back to my place. You know, I'm just getting to know someone that's a kind of, you know, work up or build up, you know, kind of a thing. Um, when I think about courtship, I, I know that there's a particularly um, big conversation that goes on within um, uh, the gay community for gay men about who picks up the check. The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss include kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. A conversation that goes on within um, uh, the gay community for gay men about who picks up the check mm. uh, on a date. And uh, I've been surprised in like many, many forums um, about the variations of this conversation. Some people believe that um, based on your sexual preference, that um, that leads into like who picks up the check. You have many men who are old school. They figure, you know, like, hey, if I am the person who invited someone out, I'm going to 
uh, be the one that pays. Um, a lot of people, a lot of men feel like, well, that's something that you need to vet before you actually go on the date. So mm. that way, you know, if something is being done, that's out of your price range. So it's mm. just a very mixture of, you know, answers to, you know, this kind of question. And I think the reason why it's such a, why it's such a hot button subject, because when you're talking about you know, traditionally like two men who are going out, you know, when we think about the traditional nature of courtship, you know, between a man and a woman, the man is the one that courts the woman, mm. you know, so the man is the one to pull out, you know, chairs, he's the one to open doors and pay and, you know, pay for meals and, you know, things like that. But then I think when we think about, you know, two men being together, we're both men, there is no, um, in quotes, uh, self-identifying woman in this dynamic. So being as men, how do we essentially court each other? And I think that the reason why it's such a hiccup is because depending on your definitions or your outlook of masculinity, femininity, uh, those things get conflated because you may not have seen in a stance of two men going out on a date. You know, so even mm. though you may have a identifying aspect of being a gay man, your tradition, your, I, your idea mindset of dating puts you back into the space of man and woman. So that's how, you know, people operate. And so I think that, you know, the nature of courtship, courtship can look like however it is for whoever you are getting to know. But I think that to truly engage in courtship, you have to kind of start to undo a lot of the thinking that is from heteronormative views. Because if you are on the queer spectrum, you're not going to be in a heteronormative situation. Mm, amen to that. Like I know um, that there was, again, I, I'm so happy I got POF off my phone. But <laughs> at the same time, I was communicating with someone on there and we match or whatever. And he pretty much uh, was like, oh yeah, I do like dating and all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool. I, I'm the type of person that dates with intent. And mm-hmm. I asked, okay, when it does come to a date, how, what do you prefer? What is your preference on that? And he pretty much was like, oh, I want the um, other person like being myself to pay for the dates in full. And I was like, okay, that's great to know. Um, just let you know, this is my perspective of that on the first date. I like for it to go Dutch. That way no one feels any obligation to owing anything or anything like that, because we are in a society that is very transactional. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that because you know they don't have the lingo to put that into place. But because we're in a society of transactional actions, I don't want you to feel obligated that you're owed anything or that you owe me anything because of that first date. Uh, I just want to just have a conversation with you, figure you out. And I also kind of want to see how you like to spend your money too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can gauge where we are. And uh, I even mentioned but when it comes to like my friends where I have a, a full connection with them, we've known each other for years. I can take them someplace, invite them out and I'm going to pay for their food or wow. we, uh, they pay for my food. I have a friend here in Augusta that uh, <laughs> we occasionally go out. Either I take the bill, she takes the bill. It doesn't matter. It's not anything serious. It's just, this is how we operate as friends. But like you say, it becomes of the fact that when there's an implication for romance or, you know, something like that. And I think even just getting to know someone new, it's Mm -hmm. kind of like you say, you don't want to 
put that out there because you don't want to, I think for the nature of us, if we're going out with someone, we don't want to be put in a position where another person is thinking that, oh, if they pay for something that we owe them something now. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, a lot of times going into it with that mindset, sometimes even from just the first meeting, it can, it can be all sometimes a little bit, I think, of a turnoff as well. Because as you say, we kind of think of first dates as being something that's almost transactional in a way. And I think that there's, a, obviously, there's many reasons for that. One, you're just getting to know someone. And then two, you're trying to see is, especially like if you met online, is the spark that we had online like that in person? Or if you happen to have met, you know, in person, you know, seeing that person in a different, you know, kind of setting in a date kind of setting, mm -hmm. you know, do you feel like this is, you know, worth, you know, worth your time and your energy? So yeah, I think that, you know, those kind of those kind of feelings, even before going into the date, can have a very big, uh, you know, per, can create very big perceptions about how the date actually train, you know, goes. Mm -hmm. And you um, mentioned something that I kind of want to uh, piggyback off of when you were talking about whenever you meet somebody in person after talking to them online and how that does not often translate, the chemistry doesn't connect. Mm. Um, something that is um, that I found <laughs> recently is that, uh, well, discovered recently is how even if you do meet somebody in person, how sometimes their personality does not translate over into mm. the text form, into the virtual spaces. It's like, yeah, I uh, occasionally I do want to talk to somebody on the phone or something of that nature, but I'm also a busy person. Mm. So I prefer to text so that I don't stop everything I do. Because for me, if I'm going to be on the phone with you, have a conversation with you, I do that with intent that we're going to actually be talking about something, not just because you want to hear my voice. Exactly. If you are calling me and you want to talk just to hear my voice, I'm going to be annoyed because I exactly. stopped my TV. I stopped whatever <laughs> assignment I was doing. I paused this. I moved somewhere where I can focus on what you're telling me. And so we can have this conversation. Exactly. Just so you can say, oh, I just want to hear your voice. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, and I think that that's something that, you know, I, I think that that for me is something that needs to be kind of like cleared up in the beginning, because like you say, it's annoying. And honestly, it's a pet peeve for me because I don't mind texting, but I am much more of a phone conversationalist. And I consider myself to be a conversationalist in general. So mm -hmm. if me and you have, you know, we've hit it off, we have a vibe or, you know, something like that. I am going to want to, you know, talk on the phone. Now, if that's not necessarily your preferred method of communication, yes. maybe we don't necessarily have to talk on the phone as much, but I do still need that. However, the one thing that I, I do have as kind of like a pet peeve specifically with me is that I can be on, if I'm on the phone with you and we're having a good dialogue, I can be on the phone for hours. But what ends up happening is that that person will want to have like another conversation like the next day or, you know, something like that. And I'm just like, okay, we just spent last night, like three, four hours on the phone. What do we have to talk about? <laughs> Ain't nothing new happened in one day. <laughs> so it's kind of like, even in the beginning stages, having the aspect of, I want to get a chance to miss you, find out what's yes. actually been going on in your life. So that way, when we talk again, we actually have things to talk about. Right. Like um, sending messages on a daily basis. That's cute and all. I get why people love to get that morning text and whatnot. But 
after a while, if you're just in constant communication with the person, more than likely every single day, you're just going to get that WID text and you just say nothing, just chilling. And there's no development in the conversation because we talk about everything that I need. Exactly. To and, and even, and you know, I understand it as a romantic gesture, you know, the good morning text, you know, how are you doing, you know, kind of text. And I get it. However, for me, I think when it's consistently like every, you know, like every day, like I say, I get it. Because, you know, you're trying to get to show people that you're interested. To me, that doesn't that doesn't necessarily show me intent for something. That just means that, yeah, I'm on your mind. Hey, you're thinking about me. I appreciate it. You know, I definitely do. However, it just it crosses into that aspect of just being peckish and annoying. You know, mm -hmm. so say if like, you know, hey, me and you, went, we went out, you know, Friday night or, you know, something like that. You text me the next morning saying, hey, I had a good time. Can't wait to see you again. Let's, you know, try to make our schedules, you know, work for maybe sometime at the end of next week or the following week. Bam, that's all that we need to say. But if I get a text like uh, Sunday, um, oh, how are you doing today? And then Monday, oh, you know, I'm wishing you a good day. And then Tuesday, it's like I'm not getting a chance to breathe, take in the hopefully amazing, you know, time that we had. And, and like I said, giving me a chance to actually miss, miss you. Because mm -hmm. if we're just constantly in communication, which communication is good, it's very vital, especially when you're trying to get to know someone. But that kind of just, like I say, just the whole- Readily available. You know, exactly. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, I don't need that. And I don't need that. And I'm not saying that, you know, like other people don't. It's just, I'm not that kind of person. Mm. So it's like, if you text me, you know, on a Saturday morning or something like that, you know, hey, we had a good time, this, this, and that, I probably wouldn't need to hear from, you know, wouldn't want to, you know, probably hear from you towards the end of the week, you know, the, the next end of the week or, you know, something along those lines. Give it some days, you know, and then let's, you know, see, you know, how's, you know, how's life treat. Right. Whew. I fucked with everything that you just said. Like, <laughs> it reminded me of like previous moments with previous partners and also uh, conversations with my uh, ex and stuff like that. It's like, I, I tell people up front, uh, I, I do like my personal space. I do like my time. I would like to miss you. Uh, but just sometimes you're not going to get an immediate response back. I try my best to do that. But no, I'm not going to try to, I'm not, I cannot be that person who constantly hold off his own life just to make sure that you get the instant gratification that you, you feel like you deserve in this moment. Exactly. And I, and I think that for me, you know, being a solo poly person, valuing my own, um, my own life and my own independence separate from that, you know, traditional evolution of a relationship. When you move in together, you start to share finances and things like that, because I don't want that. And I value having my own space and my own time, you know, and which stems from a lot of factors. I think that, you know, when people are constantly texting me all the time or, you know, fishing for something to me, it, it's, it's a kind of clinginess that I don't yeah. like. So it's kind of like, look, and it's not even to say like, I'm necessarily, cause I, to be truthfully honest, there's a lot of times where like, I'm not necessarily busy doing something, but it's just like, like I may not just want to talk to you at this moment. <laughs> like, like you say, I may be watching one of my television shows. I may be listening to music or, you know, trying to, you know, get in whatever type of vibe that I'm in. And, you know, of course I want to always, you know, of course, if it's an emergency, of course, that's something different, but you know, just like the, Hey, what are you doing? 
Look, I, like I, there was something that I saw on Facebook uh, a while back. It's always Facebook, um, where there was a post that was I think it was a meme that was ju- that just said, "Do not equate my free time with my availability." And I was like, "Yes, exactly." Yeah. <laughs> Because my free time, I'm not worried about anybody else's bullshit. I'm worried about me. Or, or something else that's a pet peeve with me that I, I've seen constantly happen with people is that they will, uh, te- if you ever had this to happen, where they will text you and you'll text back. And then it'll be hours before they, te- before they text again. And I cannot tell you how much that is a pet peeve of mine because my thing is, first of all, you texted me. Mm. So to me, that is initiating a conversation. Anytime I'm in, in, in the midst of texting someone, it's because of the fact that even if I'm doing something at the moment, I'm not so busy that I can't engage in a texting, you know, conversation, you know, quickly. Uh, but I've had it to happen where a lot of times people will text me, I'll text them back. And then it's like hours will pass. Or, you know, like the whole dating past or, you know, something like that. And then by the time they text back, I'm like, I don't forgot what the hell we were talking about. Because it's like the communication is not consistent. And I'm not saying that, you know, you got to be texting back within a minute or, you know, something like that. But at least if you're going to engage in a texting conversation, be in a space where, oh, I can actually hold a quick conversation. Don't mm-hmm. text somebody and then, oh, all of a sudden you didn't got busy. Uh-huh. And then now is the conversation just up in the air. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. so um a, another um, bit that we talked about was like the how we develop bonds um like most definitely when it comes to traditional dating um do you um i know it's definitely possible to you know create a bond with the person through traditional means but what about on- online where what's your stance on that um i think that um Like I say, I think there's a a lot of overlap, just like you would create uh, bonds in a traditional sense. I think that online, there's a lot to say about finding just mutual interests, you know, being a part of um, certain groups. I know that there's like um, the like meetup site where like it's instead of creating a profile of like dating, you're creating a profile of things that you have mutual interests in. So, you know, matter, matter if that's, you know, gardening or some type of sports activity or, you know, something that, you know, you genuinely enjoy doing, because I think that that's how, that's how people bond. You bond over mm-hmm. shared values and shared interests, not based really, um, not to say it's not important, but, you know, just not just doing something based on somebody's physical, you know, uh, presence or physical features, you know, because it's like, oh, yeah, I can run across a profile and say that, you know, oh, that's a, you know, handsome or beautiful person, but they have a lot of beautiful and handsome people, you know, so when you truly find um, <clears throat> websites or online activity that can, um, that can bolster, you know, something that you either truly value, say, for instance, if you are um, heavily like into, you know, church at, uh, activities or, you know, something along those lines, then uh, I say facilitate that. Go to places where, you know, there's going to be, you know, uh, missions that are being done and, you know, things like that. So hopefully maybe that way you can foster in getting to know people. And it's not to say that you're going to have a romantic connection with someone, but you never know. Meeting someone at this activity they may know someone who may be a good match for you, you know, based mm-hmm. on what it is that, you know, you like. And I even tell people uh, all the time when they're saying that, you know, meeting people, even in the traditional sense, like, 
oh, like I'm, you know, meeting people at the club and, you know, things like that. I'm like, well, you know, I don't really think that too many people are looking for something committed like in the club. So, you know, not to say that it can't happen, but, you know, I'm like, you know, why don't we change up where it is that, you know, you're meeting people go to the park, go to the grocery store, like go to places where you actually, you know, meet people in real time. So, but yeah, but definitely for the nature of online, definitely find activities and groups online that can just, you know, like I say, just bolster that connection. Mm. Um, for some reason, as soon as you brought up um, going to the church and, you know, um, building connections that way, the thought that kept coming to my mind is how the best wingman in the church space is mm. somebody's grandmother. Because, mm. <laughs> trust me, grandma, after she's done all her loving, all her praying, most definitely becomes the queer spaces. Mm. Grandma going to be like, you know what? I like you. You over here at the church all the time. Let me introduce you to my grandchild. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because, you know, and especially for, I think, you know, churches that are welcoming to queer, you know, to queer, to queer people and, you know, being in queer spaces. Oh, yeah. Church grandmas, they, they, they care. They don't, they don't care. You know, regardless of how you identify, you just tell them what you're looking for. They will hook you. They will Listen, <laughs> <laughs> the best, the best networking is grandmothers. That's Grandma, all I yeah. know. They be know everybody. Oh, oh, that's Ricky's um, grandson over there. Uh, and then uh, Raquanda's her, her, her granddaughter yeah, exactly. over here. Let me go ahead and introduce you. And even and even if the person hasn't necessarily come out, they'll be like, oh yeah, well, you know, you should still go talk to them anyway. <laughs> to them anyway. Like, <laughs> like you can find repairmen, you can find uh freaking social networking um like consultants, you can find a lot of things through women. It's like, oh my exactly. god, it's ridiculous. Exactly. Like if you are having trouble, people who are listening to this podcast, even if your grandmother's not around, find somebody's grandmother. She can get you in the right spaces. That's all I know. <laughs> exactly. Utilize them. Utilize resources. Look. So um, um, it's kind of weird that this is the uh, next topic <laughs> on hand. Um, but this was this this is in the show notes, people. The next topic is all about sending news. <laughs> talking about grandmothers. Now we t- talking about sending news. Lord, <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> Grandma send news too. Um, so uh how do you feel about sending news um you know I don't think that there is you know a problem with it unless um I think like anything if it's like becoming like a repeated pattern where you're you're doing it for some type of like self-validation you know I'm a person like I don't mind you know receive receiving or you know sending if it's you know that kind of vibe and that kind of connection one, just because I have a, just an appreciation for the, the body itself. So when I get sent something, I'm not looking at the picture, you know, to see like, oh, like this is, you know, this is bigger, this is smaller, this is more round or, you know, something like that. I really do have an appreciation for the human body. So um, I'm looking at like a nude that's sent in first, like an artistic form, first and foremost, but also, of course, I, you know, like I, you know, see engage, you know, things that, you know, I find to be pleasurable and, you know, things like that. But um, I, I just think that, you know, if sending, sending or, you know, receiving nudes or especially sending, it's kind of like just know, just be confident with the person that you are sending it to. And I think that even though we do have laws now 
that are specifically in place for people exploiting, you know, uh, pictures and videos uh, without your consent. Just, just be very cognizant about who it is that you know you send you send you know nudes to. If you are not, um, and I'm not going to specify and to say like if you're not in adult entertainment or you know happen to be a part of sex work that you should not do it. But just if you're going to do it, just know know who you're doing it with, mm. and be willing to take accountability yeah. if you know something does happen. <clears throat> Like for me, I'm of the mindset that not everyone's worth my nude body. Yeah. Uh, and that's one way that I even, even protect my energy or even protect mm-hmm. myself from being engaged with somebody who's only going to objectify me uh, yeah. when it comes to sex rather than someone who's going to appreciate me during sex. Exactly. And if your main focus within our engagement is just to see my new body, then why yeah. are you talking to me? Like, just say that's what you're interested in. You just yeah. say that you're in, into trading pictures. That's fine. Yeah, that's great. There's a lot of people who are who operate in that space. Um, but if if you're messaging me in the um, guys that you actually want to meet up, get to know me a little bit, and the main goal is just to see my nude body, then look, you gotta pay for that. <laughs> like, go to my OnlyFans, subscribe. It, it, that's, what, that's what truly I don't get about like a lot of people in our society because it's like for all of the access that we have, you know, online on different sites and apps and all of these type things, it's like, why don't you go find somebody who's wanting the same things that you are? Like you say, if you're wanting to just trade pics and, you know, things like that, go find somebody who wants to, who wants to do that. It's like, why are you messaging me when that's not going to happen? Like all of a sudden, if you receive a message asking for a pic and it's like, no, like, what like what the hell like that's really one of those is what the hell i don't know you mm-hmm. from a can of tuna right. and it's like really <laughs> like so i don't even know you but you think that i'm gonna show you my body right and for those people who enjoy you know just trading pics and whatnot what i'm going to do for you to give you a little bit of space and also to build following on my twitter page for the holiloquy podcast find the post i'm going to pin it just for y'all the only post that's actually going to be pinned on that page is going to be show me your news and you could just do whatever you want share with everybody you know comment with other people make that your little community space but because I, I i will say i would like to see an app that is dedicated to allowing people to just share their news with other people uh and just be happy with that get that fulfillment be able to see these new bodies that gives you so much happiness but we don't really have that at at this moment it's based off of the consent of the other person to send it and you also have to be open to that rejection of hey i'm not going to send that right now or i'm not comfortable with sending it right now or what are you what is your purpose of getting this like be willing to accept that there's going to be questions with it because not everybody wants to just be out here trading news exactly and, and i think that that's when you get into conversations about because if you're someone that has no problem, you know, send, you know, sending news and you are talking to somebody who does, I think that then now that becomes a conversation of, well, um, you both may have very different values about how you view the body, you know, because to some, to a lot of people, you know, trading news is just like, oh, it's just trading, you know, just trading mm-hmm. pictures. A lot of times people really don't, you know, a lot of times people really don't have any type of ulterior motives or, you know, anything like that, which is seeing, seeing, you know, news, they just want to see 
uh, they just want to see pictures or Mm -hmm. even if they do have a slight ulterior motive of just wanting to see you, you know, in the buff or, you know, something like that. It's more so just uh, to, you know, kind of like size people up or, you know, like see if they have like this distinct feature that, you know, like they may be sexually attracted to, but Mm -hmm. it's never in a kind of malevolent or devious kind of intent, like, oh, I'm about to like blackmail this person or, you know, like that, because like we know, like there are laws against that now. (laughs) So it it is to say, but I, I think that there's a true conversation about what you and someone else value um, in the nature of body image, whereas somebody who is a little bit more reserved or just doesn't care to do it, they mm-hmm. may have different values of the body, whereas to say like, oh, me sitting in a nude, that's just, it's not just about a picture. Like it's an open space of vulnerability for me that I'm not comfortable sending that to, you know, sending that to you. So like you say, I just really hope that for the nature of no matter if you're sending or receiving, just being open to the fact that if you are, you know, being told no, you need to take no as no, mm-hmm. you know, so. I know I've um, personally experienced uh, multiple people who out of the blue, they send me a uh, new, never had a conversation and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That looks nice. Whatever. Give you, I guess you want an ego boost. That's all you want to get. Uh, and I'll try to start a conversation and then they'll just send a message like you are, are asking, so you're not going to send it back. I'm like, I never asked for this. So <laughs> one, why would I? No. Two, uh, I don't work. I don't operate in transactional experiences. So like, I, I, like, did you expect just because you sent something, I'm required to send something back to you? I'm mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> yeah, and then that's what becomes a problem, especially when something is unsolicited. You know, if you and someone else have been talking, and um, you know, I know for past like anything and I've always said this like you if you're gonna you know do an exchange you know make sure that that's understood that oh you know we're both we're both sharing but like you say if something is unsolicited the gall of somebody to say like oh like you're not gonna share anything back when he's like this is I didn't want to I didn't ask you to see me Like, who are you? <laughs> like, who are you? Like exactly, who are you? First of all? <laughs> okay, little titties, you look cute. Hey, little, hey, um, Mr. hello, Mr. Dick. How are you? <laughs> exactly. But I do want to also caution people who may be a part of like certain groups and stuff who are into you know sending you know unsolicited pics and things like that because now there are you know law enforcement and police groups that have been forming to kind of you know catch you know, people who are doing these things kind of unsolicited. So definitely as we're continuing forward, for those that do send and receive, you definitely need to make sure that you're taking caution about who it is that you send to, um, you know, because obviously, as we know, there's a lot of catfishing that goes on. And Mm -hmm. in the eyes of the law, it's not going to matter if somebody told you that they were uh, 25 online and they turn out to be 16 years old and you have, you know, sent a, you know, a, a, naked pick to them you know so just you know just be cautious be cautious right um and this is kind of could segue into the next um bit of the conversation but i know like there's this one app that uh, i used to be on called badoo uh and they actually have something within their uh in their software that if someone were to like initiate sexual conversations they yeah. actually ask you are you comfortable with continuing comfortable? that right and yeah i was on for a good amount of time yeah i love that and then they also do the same thing for when people send um like 
dick pics and news and things like that it's like are you comfortable with you know continuing this conversation would you like to block them report them or anything like that and you have that option to say yes i am comfortable with continuing this or no and i think a lot more platforms need to do stuff like that and it's a shame that you almost have to like the computer or the app has much more of an innate innate to initiate consent more than a live person right like really i definitely agree though that that's 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 a great conversation to go down um (laughs) um, if um for the platforms that you've used in the past um what 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 were the names of some of those platforms and what was your experience like um so uh mainly uh when i first started like starting to try and like meet people online and it's not necessarily just in a dating capacity or anything like that but just like to meet people there was this uh third party app um i believe it went under different names but i signed up for it under like scout Mm. um i believe it was also like a like a another version of like meet me and you know stuff like that um had some nice conversations and never really you know went anywhere because at that time I really didn't know like what specifically I was looking for I was just looking to have like nice conversation or whatever I eventually deleted it um I did um get on to Badoo for a while um same aspect you know after so much time um I just ended up getting like bored with Mm it um deleted it and now the one um app that I do have um bumble is uh i actually really like Bumble, and it was a site that you know i came across at one point and i knew that it was in a you know in a heteronormative sense it i like the innate thing of you know women initiating the conversation uh because you know obviously the the um the violence that happens obviously against women in our society so i like you know that whole aspect of like women being able to make the first move but it wasn't until I actually searched like an article for like, oh, what, you know, some best apps to, you know, meet friends and, you know, things like that. And they were talking about Bumble and I was kind of confused because I was like, I thought, you know, Bumble was just like a dating app. But mm-hmm. then when they talked about Bumble having a BFF, you know, kind of a feature and they also have a biz feature. So this one site has three distinct, you know, uh, things about them, dating, that you know best friends and you know business for people who want to make networking connections and um, I really thought that that was a great uh, website and I've been on Bumble for quite some time now and I think the reason why I like it is because unlike with other like mainstream like dating sites it's not too much traffic it's it's like you know the your uh, profiles will you know pull up of course it has the whole thing like what tinder has you know swipe left swipe right if you swipe right you know the other person has to match you before you can you know initiate a conversation but from my experience it's it's not too much you know I think like sometimes when you're on a dating app you know sometimes it can feel like oh my god this is just like so overwhelming you know and to me Bumble has never been has never been like that a lot of times people will say they think Bumble is a little bit slower but I actually think that that's a good thing Mm. you know it's good not to have like oh my God, all these options in my face at, you know, at one one time. I agree. Uh, I will say my experience with Bumble, I I did enjoy it. Um, I just did not like the 24 hour thing where- Oh, the 24 uh, hour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If a person doesn't respond within 24 hours, they just pretty much gone, which 
I get it. Um, but yeah, I think that they I think that they've corrected that because I do think that, that that now you do have the option if they have faded away, it will pull up as to say, like, oh, you can just X this person, or if you want to rematch with this person, you can. Oh, well, that's interesting. Now I don't know. I think I don't know if you have to like be a paid member for that to happen, mm-hmm. or I, I, I'm not quite sure about that. But I do know that they do at least offer that option now, where you can rematch um, with someone. Now I I, <clears throat> I will say because uh, the last time I was on there, um, I think they were integrating the biz side of things. Okay. Um, so that might have been two, three years ago, uh, pre-pandemic, uh, <laughs> and uh, when that I I kind I, have you tried that to see how that goes? Because yeah, so I think it also depends on where it is that you live because the business connection one. I don't use as much. And that's just because of what I'm looking for. Um, You know, I am looking to, because I am, you know, open, have opened myself up to dating and, you know, still want to, you know, meet friends and things like that. But I also think, you know, being from, uh, you know, because I'm I'm pretty much like 20 minutes outside of the Atlanta area. And so a lot of times the people who are on the business connection side are, you know, your people who are looking for like work, you know, they may be into photography or music, Mm. they may be in some type of, uh, you know, entertainment and knowing how Atlanta is being like the Hollywood of the South, you know, it is to say like, you'll find a lot of good business connects if you are within like a particular field. Mm. So I think that that's what, um, the business side of Bumble can can do if you are in a particular field or you're looking to get work or you know make networking connections within certain fields then yeah that business aspect is good hmm. well I need to keep that in mind um well with that note it is time to do a little bit of transition over to some never have I ever let okay. me go ahead and get my little card stuff out. Um, <laughs> I might end up asking you uh, something else from like, would you rather? But we shall see. Okay. Uh, here we go. I, okay. Never have I ever forgotten the name of my one night stand. Never have I ever forgotten the name of my one night stand. No, I've never. Mm. Um, I will say I definitely have most because sometimes I just don't have um, get their name get their um, name right <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to forget something you didn't ask for so <laughs> right. no, if those moments happen look now I will say if I did ask their name I, I cannot say I never forgot because I still remember some people's names from um, a couple one night stands so mm. um, but then again I I have I have more casual hookups in terms of I've had conversations with the persons rather than, oh, you horny, I'm horny, let's meet up kind of thing. Right, exactly. So it's, it's hard to like compare in that sense. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've never been in a space where, you know, like it's been like a, just like a hookup, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. It's always been something that is a friend or, you know, casual, you know, something that is, you know, uh, more uh, personal and intimate than just like oh like you say like you're here I'm you know on my way or you know like something like that so yeah I, I've never had yeah I've never never had that to happen right so <clears throat> this this is a would you rather okay. uh, would you rather go to work or school completely naked for one day or be naked every time you're in the car for the next year I would have to go with being naked every time I'm in the car really 
Yeah, you know, the thing is, is that even though I am body positive and things like that, I don't know, just to, because of the fact I am in school and I do work, um, obviously being an educator, like I don't care mm. for my students to see me naked. Um, but right. um, but also I think, you know, part of being a little bit of a exhibition exhibitionist as well, like the thrill of being new, like in a, like in a car or, you know, something that's, you know, like contained in a way where I could like, oh, just drive off at, you know, a moment or, you know, something like that. Uh, it's exciting. I don't know why. Yeah, like that's <laughs> a little bit of exhibitionism in me. No, there's a lot in there. <laughs> oh, that's just exciting. Okay. <laughs> we know the truth. <laughs> I will say for myself, oh, uh, I, I I, I I feel like I'll probably go with the car too, car situation too, mostly because it's like I'm not walking out to the car naked. I'm guessing like mm-hmm. if 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 is that aspect that um because uh, I think too much. Uh, if it's that aspect that I'm walking to the car naked and everything, that means I'm exiting the car naked, uh, which also means that wherever I'm go going, I'm still going to be naked. So, <laughs> so I'm limiting that to say that I'm guessing I go to the car fully clothed, take off my clothes, drive, do whatever the hell I want to do, mm-hmm. uh, put the clothes back on, and then just you know, carry yeah, on with they, my day. Because they never say how long you would be in the car. Right. And so. like, I'm just thinking, look, I'm driving. You look over to the uh, left, look over to the right. You just see a man with titties. I'm just going to be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, exactly. What's up? Like, this is, like, this is me. Like, <laughs> Hello, I can shake it for you if you want me to. Let me stop. Like, it is what it is. <laughs> but I see you seeing me seeing you. What's up? Yeah. Are you are you good? <laughs> and hey, you know, you may get some, you know, peeping toms who want to show and, you know, it's, it's a good way to find find out about some people. You're right. You're right. Hmm. You know what? Speaking of online and traditional dating, the new traditional dating is driving new. <laughs> driving new. Yeah. So, hey, what you wearing over there? Nothing. You trying Nothing. to see? Right. <laughs> like that's a real dm me situation <laughs> facts <laughs> now would you like another question sure all right let's do this never have i ever one never have i ever fooled around with someone famous never as far as i know <laughs> <laughs> as far as you know as far as I um know. i have um a specific well they're not really famous, famous, but they're getting up there. They were on the TV show um, that I want to have sex with uh, or a fool around with. But, you know, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but I also had a hookup with a local famous um, artist back when I was in Nashville. And their fame was <laughs> towards Memphis. Um Ooh forgot their name honestly but um yeah these local rappers mm. yeah. now i so when you say famous i i keep thinking about like us you know somebody who i um have been into it's kind of like famous adjacent where you like you say it's not like they're like famous like mm-hmm. famous is what we would think about as celebrities but you know he's worked in like the you know like the music industry entertainment industry stuff like that so like he's not famous but he does he has met you know famous mm-hmm. you know famous people so kind of like famous adjacent. I support. Look, 
find me a famous adjacent motherfucker. I feel very comfortable and happy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that note, it is time to close out this episode. So first, Tyrell, thank you so much for being here. I greatly thank appreciate you. Thank you so much you. for having me. Um, do you have any last messages that you want to leave with the audience? Uh, just, uh, because of the fact we've, you know, done this segment about online and, you know, traditional dating, I just want to put it out there that no matter who it is that, you know, you may be looking for or seeking, just always make sure that you go into every situation with the best of intentions, no matter if that's online or that's traditional, please don't feel that just because a connection will was not necessarily that you what you wanted it to be that it was a complete waste of your time you always walk away with every in every situation learning something new about yourself so just you know keep keep positive and you'll be you'll be just fine Ooh, love that message now um <clears throat> there's something new that i want to do because i was um i had a recent episode with uh, a friend named jaleesa i think mm-hmm. Her episodes might actually come out after this episode, which will be interesting. Um, but she remind we were talking about high school days, which reminded me about who I was in high school. So I thought it would be appropriate for me to have my little homage to the older version of myself, just to, you know, show validation that the actions that you did back then is leading me up to who I am today. And I kind of put that little side of me <clears throat> in the box for a while because I was big on affirmations back then. So, um, you know, I kind of want to uh, end my episodes with just this little affirmation going forward. But just in case no one else told you this, uh, well, this is to the audience. Uh, of course, to you too. Um, but just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. This has been the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and talk about sexuality. Enjoy the rest of y'all's weekend. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.